welcome to the Fiercely Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Allison, Mind Shift Coach and Achievement Strategist. I am here to help you completely up-level your confidence, find massive clarity, and dive deep into your purpose so that you can create a business and a mindset that is fiercely unstoppable. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you up-level your energy, bust through those fears, find clarity, and overcome all of the obstacles so that you can step into your most powerful and confident self. We do not let our circumstances hold us back. We become fiercely unstoppable in the pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. Get ready to up-level your confidence every single day and attract the life that you are absolutely obsessed with. Are you ready? Let's have some fun. Hey, hey, my fiercely unstoppable listeners. I am so excited you are here. We have a slight snag. If you've been listening lately, you know we were in the middle of a really beautiful brand new series where I was featuring eight incredible entrepreneurs from the podcast row event where I was a top podcaster in New York City and featuring these awesome women. But today we are going to break that cycle and feature a different, amazing, incredible woman because she is phenomenal. And you have to hear this message while I get those other two connected. This person has been such a powerful light in my life and I cannot wait to share her with you. Queen Choma is a friend my inspiration, my publicist, so many things. But more than anything, she is an international motivational speaker, a TV presenter, a PR and media coach publicist for women entrepreneurs. She is also the author of the book, Festive Success, along with being the host of her brand new podcast show called The Festive Success Show. She helps women entrepreneurs to bring break into the media and secure good publicity and good PR for their brands with ease and flow. She also regularly appears on TV shows and programs such as ITV, ITV2, ITVB Faith TV, <laughs> Dutch TV, all these different TV shows, BBC One, MTV, Living TV, all the things. She's popular, you guys. She also speaks at a lot of events and organizations and institutions such as schools, colleges, universities, conferences, seminars, etc. She lives in the UK but has been abroad to many, many countries with speaking at events in Dubai, Bulgaria, Nigeria, Turkey, and the Netherlands. She has over 150 TV interviews and appearances under her belt, and she has been viewed over 80,000 times across three channels on YouTube. Her press, publications, and appearances include OK Magazine, Thrive Global, The Undeniable Life, The Voice Newspaper, The Inselton Gazette, Her Story Magazine, and so much more. She is helping millions achieve their dreams, goals, and their amazing aspirations. That was just incredible, obviously. I know you were on the edge of your chair just wanting to hear more, wanting to hear what she has to say, and we're just going to go ahead and dive straight into it. All right. Well, I'm so excited. We've got a super, super special, amazing guest today, 
Queen Choma. I am so happy you are here. Why don't you just go ahead and start us off by telling us about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Thank you so much, Brooke, for having me and a big hello to everyone that's listening. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. I'm so excited to be here and I just can't wait to share my journey. And, I, and like you said, I thank you for this question because it really brings me to that moment where I remember having this phone call and this was several years ago. By the way, let me back up. My name is Queen, as Brooke has said. I'm an international motivational speaker, a PR and media coach, a publicist and a TV presenter. And I'm based in London, the UK. And what really made me decide to become this PR and media coach and a publicist for women entrepreneurs, helping them to break into the media, is I had a moment where I was invited several years ago on Good Friday. I was asked to leave the UK and join a girl band. Oh, and that's that, so fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and at that point, it was like, oh my goodness, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. I had been singing in the studio. I had been recording my videos. I had been traveling and singing on stage often. And I had been waiting for this big break. And I kind of thought I'll have an X Factor moment. I did try and audition for X Factor and other things, but it really seemed to be that this break to move to Cyprus and join a girl band was the thing that was going to change everything for me. I was going to be paid for eight months, you name it. And I got to a point where I was like, something said inside of me, there's still more work to be done in the UK. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, and I just was like, what is this calling? What is this thing inside of me? So I didn't say no, because I've never said no to an opportunity before. But what right. I did do, mm -hmm, I decided to just hold steady. I was praying. I got people to pray for me. I was, you know, seeking God. And I was just trying to figure out what do I do? And as I was doing that, and also praying for a sign, like, if this is your will, let me do this. If it's not, and in the end, the lady got back to me and she was like, listen, I need you out here within three days. And if you're not out here in three days, like if you're not all in, then we're going to have to, we're going to have to change this opportunity. We're going to have to postpone it. And in the end, she did postpone it because she could see that I wasn't a hundred percent all in. And I was like, well, thank God I didn't say no. Thank God that it was just postponed. Cause then maybe if I ever want to come back and do this, I can. Yeah. But if I said, you know, yeah, if you say no, it's like, then how can you go back and ask for the opportunity? <laughs> so, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So I was like so happy and relieved. But at the same time, I did have other opportunities to look forward to. I had been booked to, to sing in Bulgaria and speak there as well. And also to sing and speak in Turkey. So I already had things that I had to cancel if I was to go for the opportunity in Cyprus. Anyway, so what I remember my mum's friend saying to me, who was my mentor at the time, he said to me, listen, if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. But what you cannot do is sort of sit on your talents and gifts. You need to actively seek opportunities. And that, those were like, in a way, those words were golden nuggets for me. And I remember just being like, from this moment onwards, I'm going to really step up my game with promoting myself, pitching, you name it. And to cut a long story short, I decided eventually to, you know, I was competing in pageants, I was competing on stage. And then eventually I got into this idea of helping young girls and women through a pageant business. So I grew that to a successful beauty pageant business. We raised loads of money for charity. We were in the media a lot. And then I had this second calling and the second calling was, okay, great. You've done all these amazing things for young girls and women, but then now it's time to help women entrepreneurs. Now it's time to mm. step up 
And I didn't want to follow it. Like I was like, oh no, not another media thing. I don't want to seem vain. But then I knew that I had to help women when I went and did a lot of research and discovered where are your media pages, everybody? Like, where are your media kits? And I was like, I kept thinking, why are women not being told how to position themselves for PR media? And that's mm. when I realized, oh, I'm here to fill the gap. <laughs> yeah. And so that led me into the work that I'm doing now. Wow. That's so cool because it's funny how Thank like you. we come back from like different past lives and we're like, oh, I had this opportunity and this opportunity and this opportunity. And we had so many forks in the road, but because we went down one of those ledges, one of those paths, it led us to here. And so this yes. is so important. So now if you Definitely. can like even you know, quote unquote, dumb it down for a little bit. Um, what are like some of the coolest things that you are able to help women entrepreneurs achieve by being a publicist? Such a great question. I really think that some of the things that I do in a way is I try to help them to have unlimited media opportunities and prepare for all those good media opportunities that may arise as well. So how I do this is I love to add in the PR media coaching and then publicists work on the side. And the coaching part is just working on things like confidence and charisma, stage presence, presentation skills, media etiquette, working on, for example, how to stand out online. It could be website tweaks, you name it. So things like that. But then when it comes to the actual pitching, I tend to send out those media pitches. I follow mm. up with the media. I, you know, like kind of like track them down on social media and send them the DMs and spark up those relationships and, and, and just really cultivate what needs to be cultivated to help my clients to get those media opportunities yeah. and to keep those relationships powerful so that even if it happens then or whether it happens in a year later, if the relationship is progressive, they will eventually be featured, even if it doesn't happen right away. And I'll give you an example of this. One of my clients I put her forward for a talk show, a TV talk show. We had nothing for a year. And wow. all of a sudden, yeah. And then one day they reached out and I feel like it's because that relationship was being built through social media, you know, connecting, leaving comments, just staying engaged. I feel like that's an important part of it too. Yeah. Well, you know, what's so funny is that makes sense too. It's like remembering that people's lives get busy and, um, you know, especially media outlets when they get pitched to probably tons of times, whether that's a blog, a a TV show, a a radio, a podcast, whatever that is. Um, you know, I get pitched to almost all the time and it's not that I haven't Mm. planned on looking at those things. I just don't necessarily have the time to look at them all of the moments of all of my days. So it's so fascinating, know you know, like it's, that's such a really good way to think about it. So how many follow-ups is proper to really kind of not be like, Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, but enough to, to be aware of that we're here wanting this opportunity and we're serious about it, but also like letting mm. go and trusting that it's going to work out too. Love this. Yeah, I definitely think that it's really important to follow up at least twice. So I would say, you know, set off a pitch. So let's say you wanted to be on the Today Show or one of the ladies or gents listening right now, they're like, oh, I want to be on this so-and-so podcast or this so-and-so radio show. I would say send a pitch. If they have, I would even say if they have under 10,000 followers on social media, just send a social media message. That's what I would do. Mm because they don't have too much of a following to be so busy to the point that they will not, you know, 
possibly get your email or your message. So send out that pitch through social media. If you see they do respond, what I would love for you to say in the email or the message, let's say, is, wow, I love your show. You know, say good morning or good afternoon or hello or whatever it is you want to say and just say, I love your show. It's so amazing. Or I love your blog and so on and so forth. I would really love to be part of it. Obviously, it would be great to compliment them first and tell yeah. them maybe what you did love. Like if you loved a specific article or a podcast show, maybe even drop a link or just say, I love this episode and whatever. And then you could go ahead and say, I would love to be on your show or I would love to guest blog for you. Can I send over my proposal? So if you're doing it through social media, always say, can I send over my proposal? That way it gives them, them an opportunity to say, yes, like, um, here we go. Here's the email. Send us an email and just, and then at least they're looking forward to it. They're looking out for it. And they've already sort of said that they do receive pitches. They do receive me, like you to reach out and send over your pitch. Yeah. And then, yeah, so once you receive it, one of the things I want to say to you is you might actually be like so excited and you may forget about it. And this has happened to me and to my clients. People have said to me, they've pitched, they've received information, and then they've just gone, oh my God, this is amazing. And then they've just like completely forgot to actually send the proposal, send the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this can happen because it is a, it's sort of like a form of resistance as well. It's still a bit of resistance where it's like, wow, this is such a big thing. Am I really ready for it? So you kind of disappear. Um, I did that once and I remember having to follow up eventually and being like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't send over the, you know, the article I was meant to send over. It's okay if I can still send it now. And it was like, yes, of course, send it over. And then when I did, I got featured in a magazine. So mm. definitely make sure you do follow through to send over the proposal or the pitch and then follow up maybe two weeks later, I would say, if you don't hear anything. And then maybe a month later, it all depends. It all depends on deadlines. So if they have a deadline and they say something like send over something before the end of the month and it's the 12th, then of course you can follow up a lot more because of the deadline that's pressing. But if it's a situation where it's just an, you know, unlimited, a timeless opportunity, then following up maybe a month later or even two months later is good. And I think let me tell you something. I used to receive like hundreds of applications for my beauty pageant back in the day. Mm, and the yeah. girls that really stood out to me, yeah, the ones that really stood out were the ones that followed up. Some of them would follow up like twice a week and it would be like, yeah, I now know your name. Like I didn't know your name before, but now I know it. So I really think that if you're not hearing anything, it's just because you're just one in thousands at the moment, but you need right. to make them know your name. Mm, that's so, so be good. On their radar. Yeah, that actually leads Thank me into you. my next question because um, I was going to ask you, what are the top things that entrepreneurs need maybe to have in place or even within themselves internally? So both avenues, right? To the physical things and the internal things, what do they need right. to be seen as a strong candidate for a media feature? Oh, I just, I, your questions are just like the best. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love the, yeah, I love the inner and the outer. I love it. <laughs> so I would say, that I'll give you an example of the outer things. So three outer things I would say that will be a definite win for you to really like quadruple your chances of being featured in the media. Number one, a strong media page on your website. So mm. this would be, you know, links to podcast interviews you've done. We're talking um, a bio that you have, anything like that, like images, approved images that they can use. 
having information on how they can contact you if they need to book you for a media interview, all of those good things on one media page is going to be amazing. Somebody that has a really powerful media page, in fact, pages, not just a page, two people I'll mention, Gary V. Gary V has a great media page on his website. Even um, Ga Gabrielle Bernstein, she has a really strong media page too. So Gabby Bernstein is number two, another person. And then Queen Rainier, she is um, the Queen of Jordan. Hmm. She has like multiple pages. She has like a speaker's page, she has press releases. She has, I'm like, late, like wow. wow, this amazing, <laughs> like Queen has so many. And I'm like, no wonder she has an amazing amount of media opportunities. And she's constantly documenting all of her media success. And so in a way, it's really good to have that in place, a media page. Second thing would be a press kit. So that would be more of a physical thing. It can be on the website, but you can also, they can download it. And, you know, a journalist, when they're commuting to work, they can just be, you know, they could print out your media kit and then read it on the train, read it on the way to work or whatever it would be. So that's why it's good to have something like that, because it's kind of an outer thin, but it's in a way, it's also an inner thin in the sense that it's on the website. And then another thing to have, like a sort of media central to have in place would be something that you can give away to somebody that reaches out to you or that would like to collaborate with you, or maybe you're booked for a speaking gig and you can physically give them something. Yeah. And this would, this, yeah, this would be something like a business card, or it could be something like a flyer, or it could, these is media centrals are really important too because they're tangible media centrals. This is a way for you to get the word out there about your brand. It's not just about the traditional sense of, okay, I've got a business card. No one's going to read or that they're going to, they may or may not follow up with or whatever. It's not about that. It's about leaving people with something that reminds them of you. Just like a mug reminds them of you if you're on the mug or if, if you have like a book or something, it's just in a way, it's like another form of a website, a mini website that they can carry with them. So whether that be a media page, whether you're selling a mug, whether it's a journal, whatever it is for you, having something tangible, eventually a book, have something like that, that they can walk away with. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So internally, yeah. what do we need to have in place for us to be seen as like a really strong candidate to get into these media features? Okay. Internally, I would say Definitely, definitely, definitely. I would, I love to use these two words together. So I always say confidence and charisma. To me, these are the two most important qualities. I don't know, like Brooke, you cover a lot in regards to confidence and you have yeah. a lot of charisma. So I do think you're like <laughs> the epitome Thank of this. Thank you. I appreciate yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> you're so welcome. So yeah, definitely the confidence and charisma in the sense of you know, when those interviews come up, you need to believe that you're ready for mm. them. You need to know that you can go on TV and that you can shine. You need to take the step of faith. You need to get out of your comfort zone. The confidence is going to help you to say yes to a TV show that says you've got to leave your house at five o'clock to get to the interview by six. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I know they could ask random things sometimes. I remember filming once with a TV show we had to get there by seven and we didn't leave until after six. Wow. So it was like a full on, I mean, it was full on. And <laughs> <laughs> so you never know what you're going to get. So definitely being confident. And then the charisma side, charisma is a combination of warmth, presence and power. Mm. And by the way, 
by the way, like the book that really covers this the most is the book called The Charisma Myth. And so her name is Olivia Fox Carbane, the author of the book. And she talks about this. One of the things I really want you to do is to think about it. Like how much warmth do you have? How much mm. presence do you have and how much yeah. power and how can you hone these three things so that in a way you're always oozing with these three things. And this is what you see in a lot of celebrities. Angelina Jolie, she'll talk to someone and make them feel like a million dollars. Beyonce will give you the, the eyes, the way she'll look smiling through her eyes. Ellen wow. DeGeneres will make you feel like you're important. Every time they make you feel good, that is a way of them adding that warmth and they're having that presence. Yeah. And it's just that thing you can't put your finger on. Like, oh my God, why are you so amazing? And so <laughs> I want you to, I want you to all ooze with this. So confidence Christmas, I would say that's one. The second thing, I would say that you really need to have the medium mindset. And I feel like mm. the way you need to see yourself, you need to see yourself as a celebrity or as a high profile person or as an influencer. And I just feel like you have no reason to see yourself as anyone that's below these three levels and of course this will be depend like it would depend on what field you're in or profession every profession is different so if you're a doctor see yourself as the most influential doctor if you're a if you're an actress see yourself as the most influential actress or a celebrity actress if you are a girl boss a female coach a you know a male entrepreneur see yourself as the best and if you're not there yet, like if for any reason you feel like you're not there, then just keep on working on being there and then just obviously cultivate the mindset. Because let me tell you something, if I didn't see myself as, as a celebrity, I don't know how I would have had all those TV interviews. I had mm -hmm. to think like I was a celebrity. That's why I was found it so easy to be like, oh yeah, you've invited me, I'm coming. Yep, TV presenting gigs, no problem. Yeah. If I didn't think like that, yeah, if I let the following bother me, oh my goodness, I only have at the time, I only had 29 Twitter followers. If I let that stop <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I let that stop me, I probably would have been like, oh, you know, like, nope, I can't do it. I'm not really uh, a great I'm an influencer. So You're an influencer now. <laughs> mm, this is so good. Yeah. So recapping really quickly, this idea of, um, you know, I love what you said about the warmth because people don't mm. always remember what you say, but they always remember how you make them feel always exactly they always remember that, that. and so when you can Precisely. remember that people just want to be cared for and people just want to feel important how can i make someone feel really important today how could i mm. how can i create that energy and that container for someone and i love what you were just saying that actually like what you were just saying is huge because i could see people listening to this podcast saying well of course that makes sense for you because you have the confidence and whatever and blah 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 but i love that you just said oh my i was featured on tv and on all these feet all these things mm with only having 29 followers or 25 followers or whatever that was on Instagram or on Pinterest or on LinkedIn Twitter. or on mm -hmm. Twitter or on all of these things, like whatever that mm -hmm. is, it does, you don't have to have everything put together. So exactly. what advice would you give to someone who is fearful, who is scared saying, oh my gosh, what if I'm not qualified? What if I'm not qualified? What if I don't have a big enough following? What if they ask me about my credentials? And people are then fearful and then they don't even pitch themselves at all. So what advice do you have for someone who's in that energy right now? 
Oh, I really love the idea of them just really looking at the people that they are inspired by. Like always have that inspirational role model, I would say, and believe that whatever that inspirational role model has achieved, whatever she or he has achieved, just know that you can achieve it too. Mm, or even, yeah. if it's, even if it's like elements of what they've achieved. So yeah. I always feel like, I always look up to kind of like JLo. I'm always like, oh, you know, like I always feel as if, if I'm having like a bad day and I just see something of JLo, I'm like, I kind of like get myself back into my confident mode again. I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. Now mm. I know we have many role models, but we need a media role model, mm. which is why I mentioned her. I could mention my mother, who is my role model too, and other people. But when it comes to PR, I have to think of someone that is really where I kind of want to be. And it doesn't mean I want to be on red carpets 24-7 like her, or it doesn't mean I want a big singing career like her, but it just, mean, it just means that I want to be able to, in a way, have that confidence and have that, like, the presence. And in a way, we talked about the warmth. And, and, and so I would say have a media role model. Have someone that you aspire to be like that really inspires you to, to believe that you can do anything. There's, there is always someone that has... There's someone that you watched on TV that made you believe you could do anything. There is someone wow. yeah. that you looked up to on social media and you said, I will start my business because of them. There's always someone that gives us that feeling that we can do anything. So find them. And another thing I would say is use media affirmations. Mm. I use media affirmations. And I know Brooke is really good at <laughs> affirmations. Yes. Yeah, give us yes. your top like five media affirmations that you absolutely love. Okay. So one of them is, I always used to say this, I used to say, I am, in t I am on television shows, I'm on radio stations, I'm in newspapers and magazines, I'm a guest blogger for a multitude of different media platforms, mm. and this happens to me all the time. So I would say something like that. Another one would be something like this. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm getting so many amazing emails from all these media platforms wanting to feature me and interview me on their media sources. Mm, yes. or on their media platforms. on their media platforms. <laughs> um, another one is I believe that media opportunities are coming to me right now. Mm. Um, another one is I am ready for fabulous media moments and moments on red carpet events. I'm and another one I would uh, used to sort of say with that is I would kind of link it with um, I'm invited to go to all these events. I remember once Joyce Meyer. I'm going to just mention something she said. I don't yeah. know if you know who she is. I, I do, but I can't like pinpoint, you know, it's like when you, you hear something and you're like, I know who this is, but then you're like, yeah, wait, how do I know this person? <laughs> you know, you it's mean. like, it's definitely one of those. I'm like, yes, Joyce. Yes. You but do then I'm her, trying yes. to put, yes. My brain is trying to circle around and be like, okay, where, 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 but yes. Okay. Mm. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. She, something, something that she used to say, something that she used to say that I really loved was similar to one of the, the things I wrote down. And I used to say over and over, is she used to say that I receive over 200 opportunities for me to speak at events and they come from the North, East, South and the West, something like that. And she said at that time, nobody was, <laughs> not even one like letter was coming to her for these types of opportunities. But now she said she gets like up to this, right now she's like this huge international um, preacher, this kind of like preacher, but she speaks all over the world. And now she said that she went, well, there was a point where she was saying in a tape, on a tape back in the day. And she was like, now I receive more than we could like ever imagine. You know, it's like 200 is nothing compared to what she receives. You get the point? Cause she's like a, like a Brian Tracy, you know, or a Tony Robbins, but in the Christian world, 
And it's like, it just amazes me the power of affirmations, which is why I do encourage you to say the things that you want to see happen. So I definitely think that saying something, like if you want to have speaking gigs, make sure you're saying something like, I am booked for 10 speaking gigs a year. I am booked for, you know, five amazing speaking gigs every year without fail. I'm a, a world-class speaker or so, all things like mm, that. I would say mm-hmm. are really good. Wow. That's so fun. <laughs> well, <laughs> tell us about like you personally. So I love asking people this question, uh, but this podcast is really all about stepping into your fiercely unstoppable self. So can you tell us about a personal time where you had to overcome an obstacle and when you overcame the obstacle, you just felt completely victorious? Yes, I can. Most certainly. And there was a time when I was studying my degree in, like I was studying law and communications and I wasn't getting the grades I wanted. And it didn't really make any sense to me because I was like, well, I'm coming to lectures and I'm doing the work. So what's wrong? I've got all the books at home and everything, but I never knew that you have to actually care about doing the course Mm. you're doing. I didn't, I didn't know. I thought it was enough to just be like, my parents want me to do this. And my, you know, my mom wants me to be a lawyer and Nigerians want me to be a lawyer. And so just go for it and just impress everybody and make everybody happy. But I don't feel like, I feel like God is not obliged to bless something that he didn't ask me to do. And so it just makes sense that I wasn't getting the results because I don't feel like he was calling me to do that. So it got to a point where I was like, what is going on? And back then I was not reading the success books that I read now. I, I wasn't on that path, like self-development path. Mm. And so I just didn't really know what was wrong. And I remember speaking to someone one day in my university and she asked me these two questions and she said, number one, do you want to be a lawyer? And I said, no. The next question she asked me is, do you enjoy your course? Do you enjoy doing law? And I said, no. And she was like, so what do you enjoy? What do you want to do? I said, oh, I love sociology and media studies. And she was like, well, then why don't you do that? And I was like, I can't, I'm do- I've gone up to about year two now or something. Wow. She was like, do you- yeah. She was like, do you want to finish your degree with like a third or something or like with a pass? Or do you want to actually do what you enjoy and actually get a good grade? And I was, that's when I had the epiphany and I realized, oh my goodness, I've been living for other people. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to do what I want to do. And what I want to do is media studies. What I want to do is sociology. These are the things I've always done. I've always yeah. enjoyed you know, I studied media studies, performing arts and sociology at college. So it makes sense. It would have made sense for me to just continue on with those types of courses. Right. And so then, yeah. And so I was already doing communications and law. So communications was very similar to media studies anyway, but I changed my degree that week to mass communications and sociology. And I moved to a campus that was a bit nearer to home and everything changed for me. And I ended up graduating. I mean, before I graduated, I made a film with my, you know, my group, we did so many amazing things. My confidence went back to normal, my excitement, my joy. I mean, I was me again. And I felt like that was a big breakthrough. And after that, I decided to basically organize. I felt like I was given this word from above, but I felt like God was like saying to me, organize a motivational seminar for young people, give back, like give back Mm. and make it and call it the festive success seminar. And that's where I said, that's where like festive success was born, which is the title of my book and the title of my new podcast show that's why I called it festive success because the concept is this it's like you can be successful but are you festive with that success and festive means happy it means like happiness and joy and like gleefulness and all those good things so now I'm successful but I'm also happy not just 
So that's why I love the idea of, of entrepreneurs being like festively successful. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, that's how I was able to kind of bounce back. And then I, I was on a mission after that. It was like going out there and helping students to not go through what I went through. Go for your dreams. What do you really want to do? Focus on that. And that's what I've been doing ever since, even up to this moment. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's so important. Like even if we're already down a path that isn't really 110% what we want it to look like, knowing that we can change at any moment, yeah, that we can choose moment. a new path and that we get to follow what we actually want to do and be massively blessed and rewarded from that, you know, moving forward. So most if, some, certainly. if someone is like wondering and feeling like, I just don't know what I meant to do next. Like I would love to give some advice of, of just the, the knowing that you talked about and, and allowing yourself and giving yourself the permission to do what you want to do. But then also knowing that you can be featured and have a huge audience with doing that. So I don't know if you want to just like talk on, on that and we can kind of just go back and forth a bit, but any advice you have mm -hmm. along that line? Oh my goodness. Of course I would love to answer this for you. And, um, and thank you for the question. Um, well, I definitely want to say if you're listening right now and you are not sure of what you're meant to do, whether it's your path you're not sure, you're not sure about, or whether it's that you feel that you're in something that you don't really want to do, if you feel stuck, if you feel confused, if you feel unclear, I definitely think really get crystal clear in regards to what do you truly want to do and just journal. I really believe journaling will help you. If you believe in prayer, pray seek counsel from one or two people that you really trust and that you know that will be there for you yeah. and right yeah and really write down the pros and the cons in regards to both sometimes it seems like oh what's the point of that I said sort of like a cliche thing to do but I found in my life it's really worked so sometimes like it could even be a party I'm like I want to go to this party but should I really I don't feel like going and then I write down why it would be a good idea to go or the, I look at the pros and the cons and then I'll be like oh actually this is a brilliant opportunity or it could be the other way where it's like, no, actually it makes sense not to go. I'm not going. And so really mm. looking at like your why, having that why is going to really help you knowing why you want to do something or why you don't want to do it. And just be okay with letting people down because right. let me tell you something. My, yeah, my grandma used to always say, I will not please people and displease myself. Mm, and she used to say this so all good. the time. And I believe that I live by this principle now. Like that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Even if people don't like it, you need to go to bed at night, being able to put your head down on your pillow and know that you're living for the, for, like living your purpose, living out your dreams. Even if you don't have people cheering you on, clapping for you and giving you those accolades because you will eventually have those accolades. You will eventually be rewarded and awarded and recognized and, you know, cheered for if you follow your dreams even if you have to go through a little bit of rejection a little bit of people you know looking even sometimes down on you like what are you doing and why are you choosing this crazy business and why don't you yeah. just get a real job yes no. and knowing that that is going to come up no matter what like people are always going to exactly. have resistance especially as you start to make decisions and make strides towards what you want. And when it makes someone else uncomfortable, they don't really know how to deal with that. But it's like knowing that you are on this path on purpose. And once we can get clear on whose opinion of us really matters, then exactly we can move forward with like leaps and bounds and knowing that this is where I'm heading and I am making this happen. 
I love this. I think this is awesome. So let's talk about like first steps. So what are the first few things people 100% need to be prepared that they can just handle, they could get done, and then they could start pitching themselves confidently to whatever media, podcasts, blogs, et cetera. What do they need to have in place to be able to go do that within this next week? Wonderful. (laughs) Well, I definitely think that having your pitch ready would be, in a way, the golden key. Yeah. I would, yeah, I think a pitch, I think having a good pitch will be something that will definitely unlock some of those media opportunities for you straight away. And you just need to be, you know, spend, I would say something like 30 minutes. It could even be less. It could be less. It could be more. It could be an hour. But spend some time crafting a really good pitch. And typically, you know, your pitch needs to include, you know, your introduction, always say something like how are you hope you're having a great week something like that because just think about it this way a journalist that receives your email they could be having a really rubbish day like a really Mm. you know crappy day and then if they receive your email and you say lovely things like you know good morning or good afternoon or you say things like hope you're having a fabulous week and they're just going to be like oh I feel good already like every other email might be get me this and I need this and you know, like, when is this deadline coming? And, you know, like, what are you doing in regards to the, you know, have you, oh, you made a mistake in the article or whatever. Trust me, they receive very, very fierce messages mm. and emails. And that's why sometimes journalists are quite thick skinned. The way they, sometimes they can be a bit, and a little bit like, I don't know if the word is robust or, well, maybe not robust, but in terms, they can be a bit stern or a bit like, you yeah. Know, and it's because of what they go through. They have a lot of deadlines to meet. So, if you can send something over that just lightens them up a little bit and be genuine, be sincere. And then you want to mention maybe an article that you've enjoyed of theirs, a link to a podcast that you've enjoyed, whatever it would be. And then you can go into why you think you'd be a great fit, like introduce yourself and say, Oh, I'd love to be on your show. And then really detail, like give them details as to why you think you're a great fit. So it could be, yeah, that you have, you know, been on other shows or you've never been on a show before. However, this, you are on like on a mission to change millions of lives. And so you know that being on this show will help you to get one step closer to achieving this impact and that you're willing to share your best tips and strategies to help, you know, these women entrepreneurs or male entrepreneurs or whoever it would be that's your audience to achieve so-and-so. And maybe give them links to a couple of articles that you've, you know, that you've had in terms mm. of your features mm-hmm. and then yeah, then go into your social media links and so on and so forth. Don't attach anything. So don't attach your media kit. Anything that's an attachment is just a red flag for a journalist or for anyone in the media or any, because they're just like, yeah, they're like, what is this attachment? Is it a virus or, you know, did, did I say they can send us an attachment? So I Oh, that's so interesting. That's such a good thought. Thank you for specifying that. (laughs) You're so welcome. No, honestly, like, um, it's something that, seems like it's a good idea but it's definitely not mm. and sometimes they they sometimes they say that you should so if you're messaging over dm like if you're on instagram and they say oh yep send us this and please send the media kit then go ahead and do it right by the way one of the things i'll say to you is be prepared for something to happen quickly but also be prepared for something to take a very long time so be sure. prepared for both because sometimes they're going to book you in this week so it's like you know today this podcast interview it's monday right and i know that it's not monday it might not be monday where you are right now but let's just say let's just say it's monday yeah 
let's pretend it's Monday. (laughs) (laughs) A TV show that you pitched to that you think would never respond. They could say, are you available on Thursday? And sometimes, you know, the biggest annoyance for a person in the media is just time wasters. They just don't want a time waster and time wasters are people that pitch and they're just not serious. They say, send us the thin then. Yep. Mm. Okay. Send us the article then. And then they just disappear. You do a disappearing act. And the reason why people do this is the resistance thing that we talked about. Right. But just make sure you're serious. Like if you really want to be on a show, don't ghost them the minute you, you get the opportunity yeah. to send something over because it can happen and it, and it does happen. Be a person I, of your word. Like if you're going to pitch yourself, then make sure you're available for it. 110%. Yes, definitely. And I feel like if you feel afraid of that, or if you feel like, oh my goodness, I can't do it anymore. No, even if it takes you two months to go back, just go back because it's happened to the best of us. Like I said before, I've done that like once, once out of like a thousand pitches. So it's not a common thing for me, but it's happened to me at least once. And luckily I went back and I was like, oh, you know, um, I just went back and just said, listen, yeah. I you know, I, I would love to study this magazine feature if you're interested, because they may just think you're busy. Right. But if you get a date, like I didn't have a date. If I had a date, I wouldn't do that. But like I said, it's, it's the resistance. It's fear. It's, it's uncertainty. Oh my gosh, this is too big. I'm not ready for a magazine feature or whatever mm, it would be. Mm-hmm. But once you push through that, once you like just bust through that barrier, when you just like put, when you just, it's like doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable it feels uncomfortable to write these articles or to send all these emails or to keep talking back and forth. It's just like going up a hill. And when you get up there, it's like, ah, oh, it's so easy. And then the next hill becomes easier to go up. But if you don't, you know, cross through, if you don't like push through and, and have that breakthrough, then it's like, you're always going to feel like, oh, they just don't want me. And I just don't want anything to do with PR. I'm not interested. I'm just going to focus on social media. And you're just going to stay stuck, like wishing that social media will solve all your visibility issues. And it just won't. Mm, Yeah. This is such a good topic. Oh my gosh. I feel like we could talk about this all day, but unfortunately we don't have all day. (laughs) So why don't you go ahead and tell um, people where to find you, where they can find more of you, where they could even access your help and, and have you be their publicist. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I would definitely love to help you if you're interested. Um, the first place you can find me is by going to queenchomamedia.com. And, um, I think Brooke will give the links. So. Yes, of course. In the show <laughs> yes. notes. Absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, so it's queenchomamedia.com. I'm on Instagram at queenchoma. And I'm over on Instagram. At the, I'm sorry, not Instagram. I'm over on um, Facebook. Same thing, Queen Choma Media, or just type in Queen Choma Nwogu, which is my surname, and you'll find me. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you. I do offer like 30-minute strategy calls. And so if you want to jump on a free call, no strings attached, like I would love to help you to, to basically get one step closer to breaking into the media. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually um, loving working with Brooke. I don't know if Brooke has mentioned this, in the you know intro (laughs) but um I definitely I don't know what do you think Brooke how do you yeah absolutely yes (laughs) if you are definitely looking for someone to do all the pitching for you and finding some really cool opportunities you absolutely want to to reach out to her ASAP and see if she is a perfect fit for your business and growing your audience and your um really your impact and everything as well but 
Yeah, absolutely. This has been awesome. I think that you offering 30 minute calls is so cool. So we'll definitely add all of those links to the show notes so people can go see them. But thank you so much for being on here today. You're so welcome. It's been a pleasure being here. And I hope that it's been, I hope that you've found this to be valuable and that you'll go out there and try out some of these tips. And if you do, definitely let me know like what worked for you. And, um, and if you get stuck, reach out as well. <laughs> ah, so good. Yay. <laughs> Thank you guys so, so much for spending some time with me on the fiercely unstoppable podcast. I am so grateful that you are here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. If you could just take one moment to share this episode on social media, tag me in it, or even with someone personally that you think would love this, that would be absolutely incredible. Also, if you guys are loving this podcast, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes and by subscribing to this channel so I can keep the good stuff coming. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next show. In the meantime, get out there and become fiercely unstoppable.